Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Welcome to the Law Report. My name is Michael Matwining. Bill, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the traditional and Khoisan leadership bill. Now, this is a very important bill that is going to pretty much shape the future of traditional leaders in South Africa. So this is a show that you want to be listening to. If you have any questions for us, any comments and any points of view on the subject, I know that this is something that affects a lot of us. Uh, do give us a call. The number to dial 86 You can also tweet me. I'm at Motwenning Bill. That's my Twitter handle. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Motwenning Bill. All right, so this is your show where we want to unpack what traditional uh, leadership is all about and it's going to be because, you know, it's something that uh, as Gauteng people and and many of us live here but are not from here, but it's something that we interface and interact with quite a bit and do we have an understanding of it and and what we hope uh, by the end of this show is to certainly have have uh, shared some knowledge on what it means but but it's not just that it's actually that the fact that the law is itself about to change if the bill uh, proceeds um, in the manner and shape that it that it currently is and helping me to understand some of the dynamics and 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 helping me to deal with some of your questions which I very much look forward to um, are my guests I'd like to introduce in studio uh, Mr. Zolanim Kiva he's a representative um, he's from the representative house of traditional leaders as Contralisa uh, Mr. Mkiva good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the law report yeah good evening my brother i'm actually the general secretary of contralesa thank you so much for that uh, clarification mm-hmm. it's it's um uh, will certainly will certainly reflect um that let's also introduce uh, uh mr john um johan uh, lorenzen he's associate at richardson spur uh mr johan good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the law report thanks so much michael and thanks so much to your listeners and also uh, uh Fogani. she's a researcher alliance for rural democracy evening and evening to all the listeners as well as uh nozi koponi for communications at stop the bantustan campaign so that's my guest for this evening and these are the people that know so much more about um this bill so so do give us a call if you have any questions for us number to dial 86 now let me talk um and and perhaps start with you nozi koponi because because there, 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 there is a significant event that took place um, very recently where there was a march against this bill. So as a starting point, perhaps, lay out for us what this bill is about and, and thereafter we'll get to what your march was about. Okay, so the traditional Khoisan leadership bill um, is a bill that um, recognizes traditional leaders as the, you know, the, the people in the forefront guarding and looking after the communities the ones who are championing and protecting the the rights and um, also the traditional the traditions and identity of the communities mm-hmm. um, that rural um, citizens live in. Uh, so the bill in its in itself is not completely evil. Uh, the bill itself um, recognizes uh, you know traditional leaders as the custodians and you know the protectors of um, you know our our traditions mm-hmm. and our customs and you know the, the the face of it is beautiful and we agree with what it stands for um, you know from 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 the surface but um, I mean it has its flaws and that's where you know we come in and that's where the concerns uh, stem from so the march that happened today for example was um, convened by Inyanda which is a an alliance of Eastern Cape based organizations mm-hmm. that um, you know the women of Inyanda decided to 
to just march together to say that they do not agree with this bill, uh, the contents of the bill, and also the, the, the threat that it poses, some, or, some, or the parts of it um, poses on the people. And so they, they stood up and said, we're going to go and march to the House of Traditional um, Leaders and say that we do not want this bill. But also it's one of the many activities that we're, we're, we're planning to say to Sir Ramaphosa, we are, we're serious about, um, you know, the bills and the, the communities themselves are mm. the ones who have the voice and are saying we do not want, because we've lived um, under these bills or um, bills similar to them, and they've only oppressed us. And, you know, we don't have anyone really being accountable. Um, how are we checking in on the people? You know, who agreed or who's, who's you know, who was consulted in the passing of these bills, for example. So today's March by Inyanda was one of the few activities that are being planned just nationwide by different rural uh, communities. I'd like to bring in uh, Mr. Zolanem Kiva here uh, and, and maybe just talk about, you know, so, so there, 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 there are laws currently that, that, that govern and deal with tradi- traditional leadership. What are some of the significant changes that this bill introduces? Well, uh, this specific bill seeks to assist the coins and community to reclaim mm-hmm. and to affirm them in so far as being part and parcel of the broader society of South Africa, having been subjected to a situation which I would call a discrimination of a special type in the sense that after the liberation of this country, the Khoi and Sen communities and their structures could not find an expression in the new dispensation because their structures were the first victims of colonization. And as such, over the period of time of coloniality and apartheid, those structures sort of died down and they were relegated to the background. Mm -hmm. So the mistake that was done by the new administration was not to come up with a mechanism from the very onset of the new democracy to say that how do we deal with the Khoi and Sen people mm-hmm. who were victims prior to everything that happened when the white colonialists came here they are the first people who were really uh, faced the genocide of coloniality and uh, in Aberdeen for instance uh, where there was an establishment of a very big uh, instrument of the Khoi and Sen people it was destroyed to a state of nothingness. Hence, it is very difficult now to follow their genealogy, their lineage, and so on and so forth. So we've been pressing for a policy process which can help us to recognize and even to come to a point where we establish or re-establish those structures. So we are quite excited with this uh, step. This is a very progressive step that we've been fighting for. The policy process which has brought us to this uh, quantum leap started way back in 1999 when the National Khoisan Council was established in order to find ways and means wherein we can put together thoughts of policy making, policy crafting that is going to ensure that we can have a way of recognizing and verifying as to who is the authentic leader or leaders among the Khoi and Sen communities. It is that process that has brought us where we are. There has been an extensive consultation over a period which is almost 20 years uh, in, in 2019, as I say, from 1999. So there has been a very broad consultation, 
not only among the Khoi and Sen communities, but across the length and the breadth of the country, particularly in rural and peri-urban areas. So, well, people who are town fellows would not probably know about this, but we are quite elated and very excited because this to us is part and parcel of the decolonization campaign which is required and to mainstream and foreground the role of the Khoi and Sen community so that they can be part and parcel of the majority of the Africans in the country that were subjected to discrimination and colonial laws. So we are, we are very supportive of this and as Contralesa we champion this cause and that's why even in the leadership of Contralesa, Khoi and Sen people are part and parcel of our membership. Because we even now, even before the bill? Long before Good. the bill. Mm, mm, mm. My deputy, the deputy secretary general of Contralesa is a Khoi and Sen person. Mm-hmm. In the leadership structures in provinces and the districts where the Khoi and Sen communities are found mm. are very active. And uh, they are part and parcel of the leadership of Contralesa. Contralesa uh, fought for them. We fought for the establishment of the houses of traditional leadership and we fought for their inclusion. And with this bill, it is going to ensure now that their role is mainstreamed. And that's what we are going to fight for. And uh, the Western Cape is a serious case in the sense that this bill has been opposed by that province. We are not surprised by that. It goes without saying that the Western Cape government does not even have a function of traditional affairs. Uh, which that that speaks for itself therefore they, we would not have expected them to support this because we've been saying in the western cape we need to have the house of traditional leaders they've been rejecting that for the last 25 years <coughs> and it is the only province that does not have that entity therefore why would you be surprised if they are opposed to this to this bill so this bill will go through whether people like it or not because it is supported by the majority of the people of this country, the African majority. Help me understand. Um, so, so you know, one of the things that, you know, certainly, um, colonization later, but they did, mm. is is dispossession in, in so far as land, and and one of the unique, although not not perfect, um, advantages that other groups in South Africa would enjoy is that they could point and say, you know, this is king so-and-so, mm-hmm. chief so-and-so, and this is the land that he holds and has not been dispossessed of that part of the land. So we know that other parts, there, there are issues. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering in my mind to say, with the recognition of kingship and queenship for Khoi, San, Khoi and the San communities, mm-hmm. how then do we navigate this issue that I, from where I sit, perceive to be a very difficult issue? That's the issue of, of land. In, in other, put differently, to what over which land are they to reign? They are going to reign in both peri-urban mm-hmm. and urban. Because I, I, they I are pack pe- it for me this way. I, I'm sorry if you were going to get to it. So, so for example, you would know that um, um, uh, Queen Mujaji, Mm-hmm. Is this is Queen Majaji's area, queen of or, the or, and and this is the area, and you the, can point the to the area land. Of yeah. jurisdiction. Remember that we the, the the entire institution of traditional leadership mm-hmm. in the country as it stands now, mm-hmm. the recognized one mm-hmm. with the kings and the queens that you are mentioning, they only have their jurisdiction in what is the thirteen percent composition of our land. Right, you understand. Mm-hmm. Therefore. These kingships and this queenship, they also have a claim 
in the broader 87%. Right. We are saying that they sit in the 13% that we sit. It's not a natural thing. It is a consequence of what happened with the wars of dispossession and the wars of resistance. People were pushed back Indeed. into those corners. Indeed. And therefore, decolonization, reclamation, and so on and so forth means that we must make those land claims so that the Nebele king can take over a significant part of what we call Tuane mm -hmm. because that land belongs to him mm. and his people. So I'm giving you that example. People must not think that which we inherited from the apartheid structure is now has be suddenly became a natural thing. We are the process of the the claims that we are talking about in so far as the land. It means going back to the roots of saying that this portion of land belonged to these people. Mm -hmm. That's why we are against the commercialization of land. Land cannot be made a commodity. The land belongs to the nation, and it ought to be given to the people. The land belongs to the people. The traditional leaders are the custodians of the land and they are anointed by the people to be those custodians the people tend to want to isolate the traditional leader from the people the all traditional leaders in this country live amongst the people they don't live in the cities mm -hmm. they live in this 13 percent that we are talking about and you find people who live in the cities to go and complain that this is what is happening and we know that that's an agenda of the third parties who do not even understand the issues that happen on the ground in the rural areas. I mean, I mean that's so. I think you, you've answered you, you've answered my question. So the the issue is to reverse what was done uh, by the apartheid government to return by the pushing, land to the people, and, yes. and then saying it's we can't then haggle over mm -hmm. this thirteen percent. Yeah, and and that's not the issue. The issue is the residual eighty. 83%. Absolutely. The 13% yeah. is an untouchable thing yes. because uh, it is already in the hands of the African majority. It does not constitute the stolen land. Indeed. It is the 87% that constitute the stolen land. And therefore, it is that land that which the institution of traditional leadership itself has a claim in it. I got you. And now, I, I also want mm. to, to, to make a disclaimer that we must be careful that amongst our people, they must not be used to continue the narrative of apartheid and to, to continue the work of apartheid in the new dispensation unconsciously to, 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 to do that in perpetuity, either by default or due to unconsciousness that you are actually pushing the same agenda. For instance, we are opposed to the balkanization of our country, Ms. Boni. Contralesa mm -hmm. was founded... To, to Sorry, just bring us up to speed. Balkanization is what? The Bandustans. Mm. Yes, the okay, Balkanization yes. Okay. of okay, our country it. is the creation of the Bandustans. Kondralesa mm. was born to fight Bandustans because we believe that Bandustans are un-African and anti-African mm -hmm. and therefore they are an instrument of apartheid, of its machinery of divide and rule. It was meant to tribalize our people, to ensure that we live as separate people, which means we are related to each other as these cultural communities. There has always been intermarriages, there has always been cultural exchange programs, there has always been education exchange programs, there has always been economic exchange among these communities prior to the colonialists coming here. Therefore, we totally uh, uh, reject uh, Bandustans. 
and we were formed actually to fight that because some of traditional leaders were used by the apartheid state to beautify the apartheid regime. Indeed. You understand? Through these bandu stands. Mm -hmm. We were opposed to that. And that's why the founders of Contralesa, some of them were assassinated because they were opposing this. The first president of Contralesa was mysteriously killed, Ngosuma Pumul, simply because he stood against this. So I'm saying that uh, you can therefore say you are taking a fight to against traditional leaders. You, you, that fight is mislocated. The Who are you addressing now? No, I am saying any person or anybody or any grouping. Okay. That may, that, that may, there hasn't been any opposition. Yes, that may be used. That may be used by, by NGOs yes. who are part and parcel of the imperialist agenda that hates the institution of traditional leadership. Remember, South Africa is a republic of a special type. Mm. What makes it a republic of a special type is because it has got kings and the institution of traditional leadership, which is not liked by the West and the imperialists. This is the institution that stood its ground for almost 200 years, fighting the colonialists and, 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 and the invaders who were taking the economy and the land of the country. And therefore, for, for it to be recognized in this manner, and for it to gain ground and getting entrenched through the passing of these acts, it's a worry for them. Because what it means is that we're going to take ultimately what belongs to us. That's the broader picture. This bill is just a step towards the total liberation of this country. And people must appreciate that and people must not trivialize our agenda and look at minor issues and major with minors. We need to major with majors. I want us to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to bring in um, um, uh, some of the people that haven't had an opportunity to speak. But what I'm certainly um, curious about is to is to get a, a more broader understanding. I think one of my first questions when we come back is going to be, you know, so 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 we we have something of a, of an idea of of how it then introduces the concept of the koi and the sand to make sure that they are actually not in the periphery but are specifically provided for. But I do wonder what more does it provide for when we come back. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Welcome back to The Law Report. We're talking about the uh, traditional and Khoisan leadership bill. This is something that certainly um, has, has, is going to influence your life. But, and I think what certainly I didn't expect um, um, to hear is, is, is the point of view from Mr. Mkiva, who, who's the General Secretary for Contralesa. And, 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 and that is, you know, just the... The, the the you know sometimes when we talk about traditional leadership you you are tempted to think that it, it sort of covers a wide area but the connection between uh, traditional leadership roles and functions and and the bantu stand i didn't make it immediately i must confess in terms because we were just last week talking about the bantu stands and and how the 13 percent and actually talking about alexandra and how that was formed and how people were moved out and i think the connection with the role of traditional leadership. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly um, uh, uh, didn't make, at least not immediately. So in an, an interesting point of view, let me also um, bring Tsepo uh, Fukani uh, here. And you're the researcher for Alliance, or you're from Researcher Alliance for Rural Democracy. Tell us what that is about. So the ARD is a network or affiliation of different partners, legal partners, um, CBOs, community activists, uh, research organizations. 
it's very recently founded maybe in the last three years but the work has been on the ground for many many years Mm -hmm. and essentially this loose network are the same people that contested uh the communal land rights bill Mm -hmm. uh, for the reasons of how um, the laws were being introduced and that's part of what the ARD really works to do but more than anything giving a platform to communities to have an input in law and policy making and I'm really interested um, in hearing that Contralis is championing the TKLB um, and it's obviously a spectacular piece of legislation in recognizing Koi and Sun leadership. It's mm-hmm. long overdue. Mm-hmm. The catch-22 is it does a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be a bit superficial not to touch on that. Mm-hmm. It does, of course, look at um, traditional communities, African communities, customary communities. And in part, it would be one piece of law that would essentially ir- repeal the previous laws. And this would become our final law on... Um, the issues of traditional leadership and Khoisan leadership. So if we think about that, then it looks a bit bigger than simply recognizing a group that has never been recognized. Mm-hmm. In addition, under Section 24, it has, you know, the wording is well-crafted, but it has, in, in essence, the effect of allowing for traditional leaders to enter into, and Khoisan leaders to enter into any types of um, beneficial arrangements. So it could be a business deal, it could be mining, it could be any type of development um, altering the use rights and the surface rights and the land rights and Mm -hmm. access without full community consent. I mean, the bill itself has gone through various iterations and obviously now it is a lot more representative and it has, um, because there's been processes of public hearings, Though that's another question to say, have people really been involved in um, lawmaking? Because there is a duty to ensure that every time we introduce new laws, there is public participation. Is the point that you make in that there hasn't been adequate consultation? There has been um, public hearings throughout the country. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's been this repeated trend that happens every time new legislation is being introduced, particularly with relation to land um, and to traditional communities Mm -hmm. whereby people are notified in short um, periods of time and being at the hearings becomes quite uh, contested and quite an adversarial time and there were hearings in the Eastern Cape for instance um, they were physically held at um, what we would call a great place and so just the symbolism of that, of expecting people to come out and speak about their views on a piece of legislation at a great place, which is traditionally known to be where kings and queens preside over very important matters. So how those hearings rolled out also kind of ties into what people are saying on the ground. They're not simply saying, I don't want this piece of law because I want to not recognize Khoi and Sun leadership, far from it. In fact, people are saying recognize people's um, leadership, but maybe do not conflate and create one piece of law to govern traditional and Khoi communities, because that's where the difficulty is. So in Clause 24, Section 24, allowing for these leaders to enter into some kinds of business deals with consultation, but not really community consent. And we know that internationally, we see all over the continent, all over the global south, communities 
are asking for free prior informed consent. It's very important for people to know what am I consenting to, right? And it's not as simple as just saying that um, people are being used perhaps by an imperialist uh, NGO. Mm -hmm. That's a bit superficial again because the ARD for a fact is just us. It's people who look like us, people who are living in these areas, people who've had these struggles. One of the key um, members of the ARD is actually La Mosa. If you recall recently, they've had several um, constitutional court judgments in their favor with respect to the Restitution of Land Rights Act. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't accuse, let's say, a partner such as La Mosa of being an agent of the West. Far mm-hmm. from it. They've been in the but, trenches but, but I mean, for years. I mean, I mean feed, feed my curiosity, and, and, and that is now, when we're talking about um, commercial agreements, and I think the yes. word that is used in Section 24 is partnerships yes. and agreements. Yes. So this is where a situation where a mine comes and says, we'd like to mine yes. in your land. How does it play out? Because you seem to distinguish between consultation um, and, and consent. consent. Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely looking at this from the lens. So, so, so perhaps, perhaps to, 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 to make sure that you know, I'm pointed in my question is to say, how, how does this play out relative to how it currently plays out? In other words, if I wanted to operate a mine now, how would it differ then under the new bill? Okay, so what we know is there's an incredible piece of legislation. It's very short, but it's powerful mm-hmm. for traditional communities, Epilra the Interim Protection of Informal Land Rights Act. Mm -hmm. And it really Mm -hmm. outlines how land should be disposed of or any kind of a resource that is held by a traditional community. Mm -hmm. It's very clear that people need free prior informed consent. Majority of the rights holders need to be the ones to make the final decision. So it would ensure, if we look at what EPILRA allows, it would ensure that the people who give the final say, who give the consent, are the actual end users who would be affected. Currently, said developer or whomever arrives, and though there are laws like um, the MPRDA that outlines how mining licenses, prospecting licenses, how that should happen, the reality is actually people arrive in communities, villages, areas. Generally, the first stop would be at the traditional council. What happens there is a private conversation. And oftentimes, that decision is made there and then. The rights user, the rights holder, never gets to really input, whereas Epilra insists that it should be the person who ultimately has rights over that. That is to ensure that if the road is passing through a homestead or a field, it is your field and you get to have Mm. a say, not Mm. the neighbor, not the next person who... Um, views the road as being beneficial, of course, development, again, whatever the right definition is, is very important to communities, but people have a right to say yes and a right to say no and to define development and define what they want and also to decide which business deals or arrangements do I want mm-hmm. to consent to and which don't I. Johan, you, you seem to be, to be nodding your head in agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and you asked Michael the question of what's different now versus a new bill. And of course, uh, laws are not passed uh, for no reason. They're, they're, they're passed to advance certain interests or, or to address certain problems. And I think uh, Zolani has really picked up on one uh, issue that we're trying to address, which is decolonization, which is essential. And I think we see in that, to zoom further back, 
uh, and then and then get up to this bill. Uh, we see two two approaches. One is, of course, the tr- approach to the Kwan San, which what did colonialism mean for that? So that that meant genocide, and that meant wholesale dispossession. Uh, whereas for for the rest of South Africa, uh, colonialism uh, were, included immense dispossession, but it also included the co-option of of existing systems uh, to impose colonial values and impose colonial view, uh, rule through through leaders who would accept. And as Zulani has pointed out, leaders who resisted were killed. Leaders who resisted powerfully. Uh, were, were heroes of the anti-colonial struggle, but but they were severely undercut. And what was left, and of course this is not across the board, but in some circumstances, was was people who traditional leaders who would uh, assist colonial aspirations. And what we look for post 1994 is a break from that history and the break from that trajectory to say, what does indigenous law mean to indigenous people on their own terms aside? from the colonial imposition, including traditional leadership, but as a whole system of law. Customary law is not just leadership and people making decisions. Authentic leaders, as important as authentic leaders are, it's not just authentic leadership being in position, it's how people are governing themselves without Western influence and without these issues that are not liked by the West, as Zolani has said. And, and so we look for that break and, and we see it in the Interim Protection of Informal Land Rights Act, which says consent is required under your own custom and under your own practice. How do you govern your law, your land? The community makes decisions in terms of its own, in terms of its own customary law, which is often consent, uh, consensus seeking mm-hmm. and is, is very different from a title deed approach. So that's, that's important. A pillar is an important break that's, that's found in the Constitution. But then we see an attempt by government to, to entrench powers in traditional leaders to ad- advance the interests of, of Westerners, of, of investors, to say, engage with this traditional leader, sign a deal with them, and, and, and make your profits as long as they're happy, we're happy. And, and whatever happens to the people on the ground, we're, we're not so interested. And and sorry, just 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 quickly. Mm-hmm. Recently, we've seen court judgments unwinding that. Say and under a constitutional and, and docu- democracy, that doesn't that that won't fly. I wanted to talk about the constitutional court judgment where, yes. where they have gone as far as to say that communities can um, um, objectives, you know, because it, they 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 live in the community. It affects the environment. It affects yes. this and the other. And and I, and I was wondering is if if whether this question that that you were discussing is not a moot question in the sense that it had already been resolved yes. by the constitutional court but are you then saying there's a conflict yeah, so i'm saying with this new bill there's yeah. a conflict so after a decade of dispossession by so mining do, companies do you prefer the status quo after a dec- the the status quo is is grievously uh, problematic mm. but but <laughs> the tklb is, yeah. is is worse so finally after a decade of dispossession yeah. on that 13% that yeah. limited 13% yes. mining companies from abroad yeah. were allowed to sweep people off their lands with no compensation finally the constitutional court steps in to say traditional leaders deals are invalid to the extent that they they evictions cannot be sustained on traditional leaders deals in that case uh, the maledu case the, there had been an eviction based on a traditional leadership deal. That was ruled unconstitutional by the Constitutional Court and set aside. The TKLB is trying to reinstate that to take away the 13%. It does nothing 
to address land injustice on the 87%. And I think that's really important. Zalane, I'm, I'm very curious to bring you in. I need an answer from you. So I know that for those that are engaged in this topic, they're waiting for an answer from you. And I, and I, I, I too want it. But I do think that we should bring in some callers and, 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 and get some questions because it's not, it's not just my questions that are important. No, 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 no. As decision is made. Uh, Temba from the South, good evening to you. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? And thank you so much for holding as long as you have. No, it's fine. I had two two questions, and in fact, I don't know whether they're questions and comments, but mm-hmm. the first was uh, regarding the, 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 the support that Contra, that the traditional leaders have always given to the surrender to the ANC, while the ANC was, in fact, responsible for effecting uh, 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 what, what they today consider um, the, the, the institution, the apartheid system, the apartheid institution. Yes. You see. Now, to, to, to hear leaders from traditional leaders condemning the very system um, that, that, that is, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, uh, affected by the ANC, number one. Mm-hmm. That was introduced to black people by the ANC, number two. Wh- which which one is that? Because, because we all know that uh, Bantustans were not formed by the ANC. No, but but the I, ANC, I'm just asking for clarity. I'm not yeah, opposed the ANC, to you. The, the, the very the very constitutional uh, uh, rights of willing buyer, willing seller is is in itself something that is far away from what the contralessa is talking about. Mm-hmm. Because effectively, what contralessa is saying is that look, this piece of land was under the authority of King So and So, and therefore it must be surrendered. The rights the rights over that land must be handed back to the to the king. I, I, would I be would I be paraphrasing your question correctly if I said that your your question is well you 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 hold this position as contralesa, but yeah. but but why couldn't you do what you're saying now? Why couldn't you do it earlier? Is yes, that, is that? and number two, yes, okay. that's effectively that. And number two, right now you don't get the sense that they condemn the ANC. You don't get the sense, even though the system itself is upheld. Remember that you can go to you can go to the constitutional court today, mm-hmm. along with the EFF, because it has volunteered its its, its vote for in, insofar as land for at least for insofar as land, it has volunteered its vote. You can go to parliament and have it change. Why are they not condemning the ANC? So, do you understand? I don't understand the second part. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that I, I get your 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 point. It's not about condemnation. We, we, we reject the willing buyer, willing sell, and we have always, we have always rejected it. Mm. We have always said that the land must be returned to the majority of this country. The ANC was founded by traditional leaders, and it was founded to return the land. Somewhere, somehow, things went wayward. Mm. You understand? So, but Contralesa and the institution of traditional leaders has always stood by that principle that we went to war, we went to the struggle to return the land to the people. And we're still saying so, we have not changed. And remember that Contralesa has never been in government. And in our interaction with the ANC, whenever we find an opportunity to sit with them, this is what we tell them. Mm. So we are clear in terms of our policy. And all these things that are being said are intended to confuse the system, the, the, the situation, so that ultimately we'll never get our land. These pieces of legislation are nothing but a delaying tactic because our interest is the bigger picture of getting the land returned to its rightful owners.
and uh, people who are miseducated with the western form of education will use all this roman dutch jargon to sort of delay this thing so that it does not happen in our lifetime it will happen after a thousand years we are saying the easiest my sister that we need to do is to look into the bigger picture because you are complaining the current situation is exploiting the communities for instance yes. in so far as the, mm. the, the mining is concerned mm -hmm. this one it begins to empower the community it's much better than what you have because your mistake is that you are isolating a traditional leader from an institution mm -hmm. a traditional leader he or she does not take a, a decision on his or her own right. Mm -hmm. Right? The decision is taken at an authority level, at a council level. Mm -hmm. And you stand for democracy in rural areas. Mm -hmm. traditional, councillors are, 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 traditional councils are democratic. People are elected, community elect the youth, the women, the disabled, the aged, to be part and parcel of, of the council. I would advise you as a researcher, who does not even know how many senior traditional leaders we have in the country, I know that, I'm not a researcher, go and get the stats so that you can be a credible researcher in the institution that you represent. Okay, so, so, so let's, let, let's take a break um, because you've, you've, you've gone into the question that I promised I'd give you time to and mm -hmm. you've squeezed yourself now because there, there was, I was competing <laughs> with the break. I wanted to give you more time. Um, let's take a break and when we come back, we continue our chat. Know your rights, know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Welcome back to the last 15 minutes of our show and I'm having a conversation uh, with Mr. Zolan Mkiva. He is a General Secretary for Contralesa. Um, Johan Lorenz is an Associate at Richard Spur Attorneys as well as Tepo Fogani uh, from the Alliance for Rural Democracy. And finally also um, uh, Nozu Koponi, he is with Communications uh, at Stop the Bantustan Campaign. So, 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 so um, before we took a break, uh -huh. um, the, 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 uh, 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 Mr. Mkiva addressed your input and, and, and your understanding of of the traditional laws and, 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 I, and I did say I would afford you an opportunity to respond. Thank you. So I think the important thing about the traditional councils is we shouldn't make sweeping generalizations. We are aware for a fact that not all traditional councils have had their elections. Mm -hmm. Why is this important? Because we were trying to repeal the Bantu Authorities Act with the traditional leadership Governance Framework Act. This is in 2003. And what was supposed to happen is that there were supposed to be elections for members of the traditional council. We were supposed to have 60% coming from the traditional council and 40% being elected from the community. Of the full membership, 30% should have been women. The reason that I sounded or looked so um, surprised to hear that regional councils have been democratically elected is that it's not true, not in every province. Limpopo has not been having elections. Mm -hmm. And in the other provinces, even where there were elections, if you stop any person on the street and ask them, because the election should be every five years, when last did you get called for elections? They don't know. And that's worrying to say that, again, the traditional council, as uh, Ndadim Kiva says, the decision of disposing of land is made by the traditional council, fantastic. So if you don't know 
who was elected to your traditional council. Mm. That's ultimately who's been making decisions on your behalf. That doesn't sound democratic. That applies both ways. Even on the councillors that are elected, people will not know who is their councillor. Whose fault is that? Don't, don't come and raise issues of people who don't take activism in what is taking place in the community because it is the prerogative of the people to participate in what happens. But is the, point, is the point not that the, you can't participate in a process you don't know is underway? Is that not the point? And uh, if you don't participate, then your land gets stolen with no compensation. Yeah. Is that fair? So, so I'm, I'm saying her attack, and 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 and, and there, there's no land that gets sold in rural er, in, in in the areas that are under the. Tell that to my clients who have been swept off their land and moved into townships, dispossessed no, from mining, no, are signed by it? traditional leaders. No. Okay, so I'd like us to get a little bit of structure. So, 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 so the put is, and 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 this is where we, we were, that Section 24 allows chiefs to be able to enter into deals and negotiate. And in and, and, and response, you said, but hang on, chiefs don't take these decisions by themselves. They yes. take it as a council. Yes. And, then, and then the response was, when we talk about this council, this council is itself not perfect. So that's, that's where we are in the conversation. Look, traditional leaders are part and parcel of the leadership and the governance of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not dealers, they are, not, they are leaders. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to paint them as dealers is in itself an insult. What is happening here is that this bill seeks to empower communities and the community structure that provides leadership at a level of a traditional community is a traditional council. Sure. And the traditional council is populated by members of the community. Even in areas where those councillors have not where those councils have not been constituted according to the current act that is provided for in the constitution, communities still participate anyway through imbizos mm. and machotas. So don't make it an issue of the individual traditional leader. Where an individual traditional leader takes a decision above the heads and behind the backs of the people, that traditional leader is breaking the law. Mm. That traditional leader is moving away from the morality that is expected from him to act within the council and to act with the support of the people. I am not saying that, for instance, you do not have isolated cases of traditional leaders who do certain things against the spirit. Sure. And it's uh, not a of, perfect of, system. Against the spirit of mm. the institution of traditional leadership. What I would not accept around the table mm. is for people to come here in this studio and paint a picture wherein they capitalize only on the basis of an isolated case and say the entire institution is like that. Mm-hmm. We have bad apples, mm. and there is a background to that. And we, as Contralesa, we are dealing with those issues. I think this platform has provided us an opportunity to educate its, uh, each mm-hmm. other here. Mm-hmm. Because many people are moving from a, from a point of departure which is completely wrong and completely misplaced. The institution of traditional leadership is an organ of people's power. And everything that gets done is done with the endorsement of the people. Sure. Where people are not involved, people are able to stop. Tra- traditional leaders are accountable to the people. They are the custodians so, so, so of the people. I mean, they are accountable I, I mean, to let's people. use, and, and, and really just, you know, um, you, 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 no doubt what, you One more have, thing have, I must say is that... But I just wanted to un- understand that is the issues that for example Johan, you'd be talking about is the enemy there 
the traditional leaders or is it the mining companies for example that that come and 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 because because you know i i do think you make a very good point mm. when we say yes. when, and, 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 and i'm addressing uh, zolani when you say there are isolated incidents but generally what is the problem and what is the bigger picture and i and i do take a lead from that to say then when we then placing attack on this bill is the attack properly placed at the at the feet of traditional leaders or is it um, uh, these mining houses etc that is such an important an important comment because uh, the, the attack should be at mining companies who seek mm. to profit off land not against traditional leaders who work within a structure that empowers them to take a pittance of that profit to benefit themselves rather than their communities the bad apples and that's not all traditional leaders and that's sure. really important to say and that that is the problem then so what are we doing to address that first uh, we talk about land restoration uh, and zolani's mentioned that this bill does not return a single hectare to anyone the second is to say well if the challenge is uh, looking at the bad apples and how to ensure that they don't give away land that they don't have a right to then why don't we put that in section 24 pre-consultation is not enough consent of the affected rights holders is is the requirement so if a traditional leader is working on base of consent no problem that's lawful but, if but not, that not if that's a deviation saying, I mean, and for the same reason that, that's perfect that I'll let's you, fix but, that now but but is is that really the issue i mean when we elect the president of a country yes. mm-hmm. he goes and negotiates treaties on our behalf yes mm. so is is the is 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 the is is the chief or traditional leader and whatever the the circumstances might be is it not that that person is authorized by the people and when we talk about consent is it not the consent of the duly elected and, and 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 the bill could provide for that to say that no no agreements that give away rights mm. can be signed off without consent the bill has chosen not to say that and it's in chosen instead to enshrine a system that's been followed that gives away rights without consent well, the, co- the, that is inherent in the institution of traditional leadership lack of consent why why, why do you know that not the lack but consent Yes. You had articulated it here. Actually, I appreciated that decisions mm. are taken through consensus. Yes. We talk and talk until we convince each other. Mm. And that's how then the decision gets taken. Yes. Even if it means it's about the building of a bridge or a road. Exactly. That's, what ha- not, that's what happens in, in a rural area. Yeah. And I want you to read this bill and not make it the overall constitution of the country. Read it in, together with the other bills that provide the mineral wealth of the country belongs to the nation. Mm-hmm. You understand that? I've, I've okay, understood so, the, impl- so, the, so, the application so, of that bill, and it's yes. not gone to the country. So, so, so I, I think, so I think that you know, perhaps, perhaps the, you know, my take home, mm-hmm, and I could yeah. be wrong. My take home is that I don't think that it's feasible to have every member of a community vote on every transaction. So there has sure. to be leaders. And, Absolutely. And, and 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 I think mm-hmm. we are there. So is the problem, and when I try to now understand the problem as somebody who is neutral to the matter, um, is the problem not really the bad apples as opposed to the legislation itself? In other words, should yeah. we not be focusing more on saying, how do we then ensure? I mean, we have bad apples even in, even we, we can see all these commissions that are taking place in the country right even now. amongst the lawyers. They, they yeah, <laughs> especially the lawyers. No, 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 don't, don't, don't talk ill of, of the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> we're trouble. 
me at all. But I think that's a really important problem, uh, uh, important that, question that, to is, say. Is that sort of, because I'm trying to yeah. understand whether, I mean, the bad apples happen in any yeah. context. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and that does not necessarily mean that the law is itself bad. But when we say, especially the leaders, you don't have the mayor of Cape Town giving away land in Constantia. So why should an Nkosi I mean, be able to sign deals to give away land? Also say the mayor of Cape Town does a whole lot of other things. That don't give away vested rights. Mm. So community members have their land rights. Uh-huh. They should be protected. And the people who own the land rights should be the ones making decisions about their land. The political leaders should not make decisions to take away community leaders' land on the 13% that was saved from colonialism. We need to be looking at that 87% that was stolen for white people and say, how do we give black people this land rather than signing deals to take away black people's land that they managed to protect? No, that's what okay. that's what so we're on the same so, page. So we've, 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 we've sort of squeezed all the juice. You are misreading this. All right, gentlemen, we squeeze all the juice from this conversation. I want us to, to, to explore one part that we mm. haven't explored, yeah. the issue of women. Mm-hmm. In this bill, mm-hmm. yeah. can I invite uh, Nomande? Uh, I beg your pardon, uh, Nozuko, to come in on this point. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier today, we had one of many marches that um, communities, rural communities, have been planning. Yeah. To so, so pointed because I'm so sorry yes. to do this. We do have only five minutes. Sure. Pointed so, question is: What is wrong with the bill insofar as the issues of women? Mm. The bill. Does, is not a standalone bill, first of all. So there are bills like the traditional courts bill, for example, that, um, you know, says that rural communities do not have the same, you know, pl- uh, um, you know, traditional platforms that we enjoy as urban citizens, for example. So they would have to appear in front of a traditional uh, leader, you know, a few times before their, their cases are brought up, you know, to... to, to These uh, are women now. Just uh, in general, just everyone okay. in general. But with women, it affects them more because sometimes they have to be um, represented by, you know, a man. And if in cases where the woman is widowed, for example, they're treated differently. There are cases where in communities that we've, we work in where women have been, you know, subjected to, to further abuse, uh, for example, by um, the, the system itself. And, you know, these are, these are the flawed um, you know, I mean, b- bad apples, but we cannot also silence the fact that there are people every day walking into our offices saying this is what's happening and calling in and saying this mm. is what's happening in my community. We can't say that, uh, you know, this is, we can't, we'll, we'll just, uh, you know, overlook those, those cases because mm. these are actual people with real cases. These are people who have actually spoken with their own voices. So the march that happened today that was convened by Inyanda women, for example, they're saying in their own voice, in their own language, that we don't approve of um, having one man that we did not did not elect because not all of them are elected by the people for example um we do not approve uh, of someone governing over us without our p- uh, permission but but, of- but what, what are we talking about it, it, are they saying that there are no votes that take place because we've just sort of the part of the education that i certainly mm-hmm. got this this evening is that there are votes that are convened from time to time with the exception of limpopo so yeah. so just point so what, me. They, what they what they're saying is that for women, it, whatever everyone suffers in, in the rural communities, for example, they, mm-hmm. and, uh, they end up having the, the worst end of the sick because they are the heads of the household most times because their men are out working in different uh, cities and, and, and such. And also, if we're saying women are the ones that are at the end of uh, the stick of the you know, potential abuse that the TKLB enables actually, you know, from um, the flawed 
the bad apples or the few that um, we spoke about earlier. So it, it means that they are they end up facing the most abuse. And if women are facing these, it means that queer people, people who are differently abled, you know, they don't enjoy um, the same rights that everyone in the country enjoys. They feel like they're second-class citizens. And these are not things that we as NGO faces um, say, you know, from our own heads. These are people that we are amplifying, whose voices we're amplifying from the ground, who have said it in, on their own, who continue to do so on our platforms, such as the Stop the Bantustan website and the campaign that I work on as well. Sure. Let me just get your closing remarks. We do have um, two minutes literally remaining in the show. Can I ask you for your closing remarks, uh, Mr. Mkiva? Our closing remark in this show is that uh, women are very central in the running and the administration of the institution of traditional leadership. Mm -hmm. And if you were to look into the stats, Mm. we have a significant amount of senior traditional leaders the chiefs mm. who are chieftainess, in other words, and the second in charge of each and every traditional council is that woman who's the first lady of that area of jurisdiction. Mm. She has powers and duties that she dispenses in that particular area. So it's a fallacy that women are not in the leadership, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Secondly, where women are subjected to patriarchal tendencies, that is un African. We are clear that patriarchy is not part of the institution of traditional leadership. Even succession is determined by women. I think we need more time, my brother, Mm. to educate the people about the institution of traditional leadership. Mm. The institution of traditional leadership has been lambasted by colonial powers, by apartheid, and because it stands for the right type of leadership that has credibility in the eyes of our people. And we are saying, the institution of traditional leadership will always be part and parcel of the African community because it has a serious role to play. People must not be confused with the policies of republicanism and the Westminster system. This is part of the miseducation. We need to re-educate our people to love themselves. Mm. The love for ourselves starts by loving what belongs to us, which is the institution of traditional leadership. Uh, Johan Lorenzen, your final remarks, please. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important. We've all got consensus here that traditional leadership itself is based on consensus-seeking processes mm-hmm. enshrined in indigenous law that's very different from the West. So if we're on the same page there, let's put that in an act of parliament, and that is not what this bill does. This bill gives rights to traditional leaders to sign away bills. It empowers the bad apples and does nothing to to uh, advance the, the, the benefits of customary law, which are so powerful and so needed in South Africa. Tsapo, Fokane? Uh, thank you. I think we, we, we understand that it's a bundle of laws. It's not just the spill. Yeah. And that's why the response is so loud, because we've been here before. We've been at different versions of the traditional court spill. We've been with Clara. We've been at a place where we keep seeing these violations happen over and over again. But my final comment is really in reference to the biggest march that is being planned on the 29th of Mm. April. It will be a march from Muradeli Park all the way to Union Buildings. We will have communities from across the countryside, rural communities, who are coming forward to put up their voices, put up their hands and show their faces. Also because they are not part of an NGO. They're not shipped in from somewhere. These are lived experiences, mm. and these are struggles happening every day on the ground. Mm. So please make sure that Who's you... Who's paying for the match? <laughs> you can support if you'd like to. If you'd like <laughs> to bus some people up Who's to, paying to those buses? It's the West. 
the West. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you> just <laughs> you threw me off there. What I know is well, that I think one also, people do. Also, uh, we've also run one minute uh, 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 over nine o'clock. Uh, let me thank all of my guests, thank you so um, much. Uh, Mr. Zolanim <laughs> Kiva, uh, Johan Lorenzen, uh, Tapa Fogani, uh, and as well as uh, Nozu Koponi. Thank you so much for for certainly uh, for my part enlightening me, and I hope you, the Afropolitan, mm. have have like me been enlightened. Uh, and I think uh, one thing that I I have gathered is that there's there's we need to talk more about this because yeah. it seems like we've just sort of touched on the heads of various topics but never quite explore them to their full extent. For me, Michael, the sending bill. It's been a good evening. I am worldly. 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 Kaya FM. 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.